conversate for a few. Hustle, welcome. Man, they had to send me Hustle from Raleigh, live from NC With your hosts, John and Allen Relate to the two You are now listening to Conversate for a few Check it on SoundCloud, debate with your crew They talking hip-hop from the late to the new From July till June end No Fridays for me, tune in Please listen to this podcast 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 Please listen to this podcast. 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 Conversate for a few. Welcome to the next episode of Conversate for a Few. I'm Jonna. I'm Alan. This is not a podcast about classical music. Absolutely is not. This is a podcast about hip hop. What are we doing today, bro? Uh, talking about hip hop as a hack. Mm. Of not just one and two, but all genres of music. A hack of all genres of music? Okay. Okay. I ain't mad at that. Yeah. Let's see. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, do you know what I had written down, bro? Yeah. I wrote down... Because I know you hit me with the topic, and I was like, okay, let me think about this a little bit. Right. Right? So, when you hit me with the topic, I was like, look, there's the initial way that I always talked about hip-hop being a hat, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, of course, with the turntables. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But there's, I really came up with four other areas that hip-hop actually um that the genre itself is a hack into other things well it's well yeah it's okay. just they they hack uh i want to just run it down real quick okay turntables samples drum machines and social media okay so i feel like hip-hop hacked all of those i mean and and i think you was talking about like a more global around the like how it hacked all genres of music and how it's hacked is that what you meant or right both right so i I would just add how it is how it has bled into other genres of music but how it has used other genres of music and pulled those genres essentials into its own lane you know what i'm saying okay like okay like uh, your man from uh, that you sampled with the the windpipes. With the windpipes. What is the wind? Is that what he's? Oh, playing? you mean the, so. the electric harp? Uh, electric harp. That's what he was playing. It was you, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You talking about yeah. Andres Vollenweider? Yeah. 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 Andres Vollenweider was playing. He plays the electric harp. Okay. And, and I wasn't mm. the only person to find this guy. So that that's that's a testament that hip hop really does hack things because. One of the greatest stories ever told on record um, actually sampled Andres Vollenweider mm. for the for the um, for the music. Um, Biggs, I got a story to tell. Right, is Andres Andres Vollenweider also? Yeah. So yeah, that that that's definitely a hat. But I mean, we can start if I think it makes sense to start 
with the genre itself hacking things and then we can get into yeah. what you were talking about with it hacking other genres after that. Right. And, you know. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. So so it, for me for me it's like when I immediately say hip hop is a hack, I, I I I look at it a few different ways, but absolutely in which you just laid out, but also how it is um how the genre has hacked and when I use it the word hack into other areas mm-hmm. just life I'm meaning where once there was no hip hop present there after right. it gained momentum and built it hacked into so it hacked into the fashion industry it's hacked mm. into all these other areas uh of life that we have kind of semi mentioned on the shows before where hip hop wasn't present, but now every, basically every avenue of life, you can see an influence of hip hop in it. Right, which right. Which means right. it is happening to that particular. So I agree. So we're talking fashion, we're talking sports, we're talking, I mean, and all the way down to sports, I mean, uh, I want to write a name down. Because mm-hmm. I think when we get to that part of the conversation, I want to make sure to mention this person. Okay. Uh, but yeah, fashion is definitely hacked fashion. Um, it hacked into sports. I mean, hell, it hacked into rock music. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and it's currently, I mean, it hacked into jazz, but it's, it's I think that's making a, a resurgence. Mm. Okay. Because I saw some things last night. Uh, well, not just last night, but some things, last, what I saw last night reminded me that it is definitely hacking into jazz in a strong way now with people like Terrence Martin and uh, Robert Glasper, you know, and they, mm-hmm. and, and they were doing something last night that I saw online. That was, that was pretty incredible. So, and it's hip hop influence, you know, right. It all is, but taking it from the top, right? Yeah. The first hack, Hip hop's first hack mm-hmm. got to be the turntables. Yeah, you know, um, absolutely. And for people that don't really understand how the turntables, maybe we need to. Maybe this will be an ex- explanation of what we mean by hip hop being a hack. Because uh, there's two different, like, like I, I think we've explained that well enough. Hip hop being a hack, and then hip hop hacking into other things. Correct. Two yeah. parts of the conversation. So, let's go with the definition of what a hack is. Okay. And I think this, so there's two definitions I'll read, but I think the second definition is more akin to this part of the conversation, but it says, cut with rough or heavy blows. And then the other one, of course, is a computer term for hack. It's a Mm -hmm. use a computer to gain unauthorized access to data in a system. Mm, Okay. Right, right. It's it's really, and we'll shorten that and 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 kind of coin it as the unauthorized usage. Right, the unauthorized, unsanctioned, uh, (laughs) unorthodox. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Like it's it's a usage of something that's completely. You're using something for a, in a way that it was not intended for it to be used. Right. 
which is going to lead right to how the, which is why I wanted you to, where you were starting off, but to go into give, uh, you know, I mean, a quick overview of how the turntable was initially used and then how it. For sure. Okay. You know I mean? <clears throat> so we all know turntables nowadays, the way we think about turntable, we think about a turntable with a DJ standing in front of two of them. That's literally the way we think about them, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but before hip hop, you know what I'm saying? BHH, you know what I'm saying? Like BC, yeah, BHH right. before hip hop, yeah. You only saw a person playing turntables, they played one song at a time, and if anything, they they might blend one song into the next one. But mostly, what you had was a, a DJ playing a record, the record stopping, him playing the next record. The record stopping him playing the next record. So with with DJs and then clubs and uh, discos and things, you end up, like I said, with the blend. So you might can go from one record to the next record based on the BPMs, the beats per minute being the same or mm-hmm. getting them to the same speed. But what Flash decided to do Grandmaster was Flash. Grandmaster Flash mm-hmm. decided to do was find the most important part of the record, right? And with the two turntables, be able to manipulate the record so that the most important part of the record plays over and over again for the length of a full song. So right. I might I might catch this eight bar break, this eight bar drum break, and play this eight bars. And when that eight bars is up, I'm spinning the other. I'm spinning that same eight bars on the other turntable to make it seamlessly connect to the next part. Essentially, you're sampling the record. Right. But it's all done live. So if you mess up as the DJ, then everything gets off beat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you completely screwed the party up if you mess up. So it's a high wire act. On it top is. of it being a hack, it's a high wire act, you know. Uh it takes a, a an incredible amount of skill to do that. Right. So I mean, and it takes and and with and with the only way you get that skill is through practice. So that that part of it then spawned the way parties the way parties uh, the way parties went changed. You know, the DJ is now a little bit more of the how do I want to put it a little bit more to start a party. Right. You know what I mean? And as you become the star of the party you need somebody to speak up for you. So DJs are either speaking up for themselves or hiring what you would call a master of ceremony, an MC to speak up for them. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that master of ceremony doesn't get there. The MC doesn't get there without the DJ creating the platform. So the initial hack of hip hop started with the DJ. Right. And and that, that those turntables... I mean, even still to the day, I think they're they're less important. You know what I mean? True. They're they they're, they're less important, but I can still see the sim the 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 semblance of hip hop that still touts that that that, that you know it bled, it still holds up. They're mm-hmm. not as important as they were, but. DJs are making a resurgence. They might not be making a resurgence doing resurgence doing the same exact thing that Flash was doing. Um because right. the music and the genre has evolved. But without that initial hack, 
you don't have uh, your boy from Jersey Shore with a residency in uh, Vegas. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you don't have people like Skrillex and, and uh, what is that? Danger Mouse or whatever. The, I can't remember what. Dead Mouse is his name. Uh, you don't have these DJs touring the world. Dead Mouse is probably a super old name now to be talking about touring the world. But you don't have these <laughs> DJs like touring the world without Flash first hacking those turntables and creating the platform for the genre to stand on. Right. So with that, Maybe it was long-winded, but I think it was... No, that was perfect. Yeah. Uh, the, the next thing I got down here are samples. Mm. And okay. hip-hop... I mean, hip-hop is responsible for the world using samples. Oh, absolutely. I think hip-hop makes the most... Makes the most usage of samples, of sampling. Well, yeah, it really did. I mean, you got to think early hip hop. First of all, first of all, hip hop is a genre of music that was created by non musicians. Let's just get that. If that's not a hack, right? That's the ultimate hack right there. Yeah, hip hip hop is a genre of music that's created by non musicians. These didn't have instruments. Mm-hmm. All you had was a turntable and a mic. Yeah. So, speaking of that, and even that was, and even that was, as you mentioned, it wasn't that you were making music. It, it came to be making music, but you was playing music for a right. party for people to enjoy. It wasn't I'm creating using this all to create music. Even if you was creating music, you was doing it on top of records that already existed. Right. You see what I mean? Like the DJ was playing a record and you was rapping over you. They were playing the break of the record and you would MC over the break of the record. Yeah. Same as that process we just talked about. Right. You know? And in that, like, yeah, hip hop. It was, I, I guess, when you think about it from this standpoint, bro, is it, as a... Uh, Because we, even though we didn't know the viability of it early and it was being talked about as if it was not going to last, like it was a fad, right. thinking about it in the terms that we're talking about it right now, yo, there was no way it wasn't going to survive. Like hip hop was like the cockroach. Right. You couldn't kill it. Yeah. Like the spirit of it was going to survive regardless, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, because one, you is filled by a whole a younger set of people right you know uh you know comparatively speaking to the other genres so it was a lot of high energy behind it and passion Mm. so it would have been i think it would have been very hard well we know because they didn't it didn't happen but it would have been very hard to try to kill it yeah or for it not to survive yeah, the only way they could have made it not survive is for the business part of it, for them never to accept it. Right. You know, and it was just too much money being generated and too much energy for them not to accept it. They wasn't going to miss out on that bread. That's they wasn't going to miss that, you know. They wasn't going to miss that. So, 
we covered the first part, the first hack. I think we covered that pretty well. And I think our coverage of the first hack takes us into the second one, which was the samples. Yeah. You know, not having any musicians and having to have having to get the music from somewhere. Right. So yeah. go ahead. No, no, no. And did you did you mention breakbeats earlier? You, no, you, you, that, okay. was, that was the part of my sample. Okay, that was gonna actually that was I I thought about writing down breakbeat separately, right? Uh huh. But I think the breakbeat comes before the sample. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause um, yeah, it does for sure. You know, so, yeah. I mean, cause we just got finished talking about the breaks. Mm-hmm. So that's you know essentially the birth of hip hop, a breakbeat. Break dancing, break beats, you know. Mm-hmm. But the sample man, uh, when hip hop honestly first started, they really, I don't know if you could even call Sugar Hill Gang a sample. Well, I don't know that it was a sample, maybe they replayed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I see where you're going. You see what I mean? Like, I don't know whether that was a sample, whether they just rapped over the the instrumental. I don't know True. what they did. Yeah. I'm thinking they replayed it so that they wouldn't get sued. But it's funny. Hell, if they was going to do that, they shouldn't, they shouldn't have jacked around. Mm. You get sued for that. So if Well, you they, could get sued for that if, if they had, you know. Right. If Cass had any legal, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Back then, could you really have gotten sued for it? Probably not. Maybe. Well, at least they didn't think so. <laughs> they obviously didn't think so. Either that, or they didn't care. But, uh, yeah, you know. But yeah, samples, man. Uh, I think I, I told you earlier today about a, a interview I watched with Ti and Jermaine Dupree. You did sound very interesting. Very, very, very interesting. I, I, I suggest after y'all finish listening to this episode that y'all go listen to three more episodes of Conversate for a few and then go listen to Expeditiously with T.I. and um and uh, Jermaine Dupree. But Jermaine Dupree was talking about the first song that he tried to create. Um, He wanted to sample, but this is like 85 before motherfuckers were sampling. <laughs> and he couldn't get any of the producers, quote unquote, that it, of all the studios he worked, went to, he couldn't get any of them to do it. They was like, hey, bro, you can't just do that because they were all musicians. Yeah. You know, so the fact mm. that we found a way and we did it anyway. Right. Uh, that's a hack. You take the, the, the dopest part. I mean, they we hacked the hell out of James Brown. Oh, man. He's one... if. One of the most sample. I know, a long, years ago he was. Um, it was said that he was the most sampled in hip hop. Right. Then I think he finally got passed by the Honey Dippers. Honey Drippers. Mm. Think that, but either way, that's still a breakbeat. Yep. So that use of samples, man, all the way up until. Well, not even until. I mean, at the point they started making us pay for them. I will never, it was just, to the part of sampling, I will never forget 
when I bought um, <clears throat> Gangstar album, Moment of Clarity. Mm-hmm. And on the album, there's an interlude. I forgot uh, prior to what song. But at this time, people had started, around this time is when people first start kind of listing on the back where the samples came from. Exactly. Premier was very upset, obviously, because he took a whole interlude out to rant about it. Yeah, yeah I remember his that. personal feelings about it. And I he was like, that. and where, where do you, basically, he was saying, where do you lames get off putting the name of the records we sample from on the, uh, on the songs? You know right. what I mean? He was kind of saying, you know, it's supposed to be, uh, you know, some mystique to it, some mystery to it. It's supposed to be like a, 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 a hidden code. Right. Producers, not to mention where the sample came from. If people don't know, they don't know. Yeah, but you got to remember, I don't know if you remember, but around that time, there was a company that was putting out uh, putting out vinyl mm. that had where Premier was getting his samples. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't think I recall that, but okay. Yeah, it might have been the same company that was putting out all them break beats, but you could get, you can get a vinyl and it's just, and they was giving his shit. Up. I know he, wow. he yeah, oh, they no was giving he it was up. Tight. Exactly. That's what that was. They was giving him up. I was like, wow. And I was getting him. I ain't gonna front. You yeah. know, I wanted to hear him. Not because I'm gonna, you know, but I yeah. wanted to hear him. Right. I'm a fan. Right, right. Oh, yeah. But but you but you gotta understand fans getting everything they want sometimes leads to the artist's demise. That's true. And in that situation, us knowing where all them samples came from, let everybody who owned the publisher know where all them samples came from too. Mm-hmm. And it ended up costing them in the long run. So yeah, that happened. But um, samples, man, I ain't gonna stay on samples too long. But yeah. I think it's it's obvious that that it is. I'm not gonna stay on it long, but without some some looking backwards, it may be easy to forget how, where the samples came from. You understand what I'm saying? Like how far samples have come. Right. Because they're so commonplace now. You don't look at a sample as a hack. Everything has a sample in it. Yeah. But hip hop created that. Mm-hmm. Hip hop hack, hip hop hack the junk, hip hop hack the business. You see what I'm Absolutely. saying? The business of music to the point where samples are now commonplace. They had to come up with a... We, we hacked it so bad, bro, they had to come up with a process to make people start paying for them. Right. This is insane because I, I nobody ever thought... I don't think the original people who started, you know what I mean, using the samples was ever imagined where it would be at today in the business-wise no. for no. the sample. So Absolutely. much to the point where some you can't even get a sample clear, so you can't release the record. That's right. A lot, not just some. A yeah, lot. A lot. And 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 sometimes they'll they'll clear it, but they're just gonna charge you so much that it's not worth. It's it. not worth it. Yeah. So they shelved the record. Like okay, for instance, what do you? This is how you know it's a hat, right? Any and, and this goes back to our definition. And and even in the technical computer term, right? Yeah. When your computer is hacked, you get viruses and you get things, and you 
and you create protections or implement protections mm-hmm. for your computer. You see what I mean? Like the the sample clearances and all that stuff is the business implementing protections for the hack. Right. You know, that's definitely a hack if they got to if they got to defend against it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And if by sampling we're getting access to something that we was you're not licensed to get access right. to then it definitely is a hack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a hack. Sampling is a hack for sure. I mean, you just you I mean, you hack the way music was made. Mhm. I don't care how you twist it. Once you start sampling, you hacking the way music is made. Yeah. You hacking into a person's vibe. You hacking into the, uh, you see what I'm saying? Like they, they energy. Because mm-hmm. the energy on the record is the energy on the record, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, that was, um, and I think what I had, just to run through them real quick, we got turntable samples, drum machines. This is an interesting one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting to me because when you when you hit me with the topic, and I was like, okay, yeah, that's dope, but let me let me think a little bit. I went and looked up drum machines because I imagined that, and I and I was right. Drum machines existed long before hip hop, mm. long before hip hop, like decades before yeah, hip hop. Yeah. Um, but you didn't start hearing about drum machines until hip hop. You didn't start hearing the name of drum machines until hip hop, right? So if I ask you right now, what's the most famous drum machine? What would you say? Uh, NPC. NPC. Okay. And now I ask you before that, what would be the most famous one? Uh, shoot. I don't know. Probably the TR-808. The TR-808 is coming. Yeah. 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 If you don't know the TR-808, then you don't yeah. know drum machines, right? Yeah. So you'd probably be surprised to know that the TR-808 and the MPC-60 were failures. The MP-60. MPC-60 and uh-huh. the TR-808 were failures. Uh, okay. And just in what, like, what sense of like failures, meaning it... Roger Lynn got fired after they put out the MPC-60. It <laughs> failed. Oh. Didn't know that. I didn't know that till the night. Yeah. Like, Yo, what, he lost his job. It didn't sell. It sucked. Oh, okay. It's saying it didn't sell. Yeah. It, it wasn't like good it, sequence and it, whatever. It failed. That's miserably. crazy. I don't give a damn what category you put it failed. Any product failed, how do, how do you know it failed? Because people will stop buying, won't buy. Yeah, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. That's, that's, that's what we need to stop. We ain't worried about how it sequenced. We ain't worried about none of that. Because you don't know how it sequenced because then nobody get the motherfucker. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So it, it failed. And I ain't talking about just the MPC-60. I'm talking about the TR-808 also. They, mm. didn't become, they didn't become popular and viable until hip-hop taught people how to use them. Right. So that's what... So that is one of the things. Who is... What were they being primarily used for prior to what hip-hop incorporated them and start using them in their workflow for I mean electronic music they were used for they were used for uh, some rock Uh, people like Phil Collins was using them Um, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, if you go back and listen to a lot of the stuff, I I could play some stuff. I might even put together a little playlist. But um, yeah, they were they were being used, but not to the point where it was enough for the product to be seen as a success. Yeah. You know, and then we came along and said, oh, y'all not using it right. Mm-hmm. Y'all trying to make pretty music with this. We finna make something crass and aggressive. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it took off. And then next thing you know, you couldn't keep it. And now, now, now you can't buy MPC 60 to save your life. You have to kill a person to get one. <laughs> It literally yeah. somebody had to will it to you for you to get one. That's crazy. So the hack, we definitely hacked the use of drum machines mm-hmm. along with the samples, right? Um, the SP wasn't, I mean, none of these things, bro, were looked at as, as valuable. Right. So, yeah, so genre of hip hop, really the mindset that approached it because like as you said people had the drum machines before but they yep. weren't using them the way hip-hop producers would will have started using it in the future right so yep. we brought value there hip-hop brought value to it and actually made it a instrument that's what we did we made it a whole instrument you turn a turn a drum machine into a full workstation because yeah. after that they started creating drum machines that's what that I was, were workstations. Right. That's what I wanted to get to. After they saw what was happening with it, they started making now models to incorporate what hip hop producers was trying to do. Exactly. With them. Exactly. Yep. And a couple of decades later, you have every producer in the game using the same exact tools and tricks as hip hop producers. Yeah, you know, so crazy. So I just pu- pulled up MPC 60, Akai, MPC mm-hmm. 60, 1990 from 1988. It's That's what I was about to say. It came model. out in 88. Yeah, it came out in 88. Right. This is on yeah, reverb.com. They got 1200. Mm-hmm. Yep. Crazy. In 1988. I, I didn't know nothing about MPC and I was seven years old, 1988. Shit, none of us knew nothing about an MPC in 88. Because <laughs> in, all, in all honesty, in 88 and even in 90, we still thought people were using the uh, a Kai 950. It was like a rack, a rack mount sampler. Mm. It didn't even have drum pads on it. Dang. And that's only because we saw it in pictures at like that Pete Rock had it in pictures and we went and figured out what it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then we heard later on about Premiere with an MP60. But yeah. So yeah, Roger Lynn got fired after the after the <laughs> after the MPC sixty. And they yeah. brought him they brought him back for the three thousand. MPC three thousand. Wow. You know what I mean? But uh fired him again. Or dissolve the relationship again, but I just wanted to make sure that I think that was important mm-hmm. to know. If you didn't know he got fired, you didn't know the really the story of the of the drum machines and how 
they they mean they were valuable. They really weren't a valuable product in the marketplace before hip hop. Um, you know, if you didn't really own a studio, nobody was gonna have one. And now we're in an era where people have you either have a machine or you have an NPC or you have you know what I'm saying? You got mm-hmm. something and you can afford them, but that's hip hop. Hip hop hacked that into being. And maybe that was the last no, the last one I had was social media. And Ooh. I think that's pretty obvious. But even yeah. for the less obvious parts, do y'all remember MySpace? I do. Do you remember how hard niggas was going on MySpace, making that shit look different than it was supposed to? Oh my God, word it, man. What? Yeah. That's that was the truest sense of a hat. Yeah. People's going hard. MySpace in its in its heyday. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And that was us. That was hip hop doing yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Doing putting all types of stuff on the page. Everything. Blinking lights. Blinking uh, lights. I'm talking about everything. Have your songs. Like so it was already you already knew it was gonna be anywhere, it's somewhere where artists can showcase their songs. You already know something about to happen. We about Big. to get creative. Yes, sir. And and right now we hacking we hacking social media right now. Yeah, so much to the point it stopped the other day. It yeah. wasn't it wasn't working right. They wasn't ready for it. Yeah. One of the biggest platforms on the planet wasn't ready for hip hop on Monday on on Monday on night. Monday night. Yeah. On a Monday night, one of the biggest platforms on the planet wasn't ready for hip hop. That is amazing. It is. That's amazing. Let me find out we had Instagram Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, yeah, but see, it, 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 and it's just beautiful because what the whole um, conditions that we're functioning under now, the whole fact that you basically are having hip hop concerts and competitions mm-hmm. on social media, like that ain't that ain't what it's a hack because remember a hack is something we're using it for something that it wasn't originally used for. That's right. You know what I mean? IG Live wasn't set up for uh, a beat battle between Mm-mm. Scott Storch and Manny Fresh. That's not what they produced IG Live for. Never. It wasn't to bring on 400,000 people for them to play their hit records back to back and have nope. an audience. Because you, you think about this. In, in some of your biggest venues, it, it, if they was there and were going to do that, like Babyface and... Um, Teddy Riley was going to face off in that manner. If they was going to do it at a physical venue, it couldn't fit 400,000. The most you might be able to get is 100 somewhere. Right. And so the fact that, okay, we we can do it like this. Let's, yeah. Everybody can just tune in to a particular person live. Yep. And we can get triple what we could have got in a physical place. That's a hat. That's a hat. That's a huge hat. That's a huge hack. And it's hip hop. Uh, this ain't, it's like, okay, what are other genres of music doing right now? That's what I was about to say. I have, and I mean, I know I'm not in that circle heavy, so I wouldn't know, but if it was the big ass, a Teddy Riley or any of these type of viewers um, in which major news outlets are writing about it, if the other genres was doing it, we would have heard something. So they're not doing it. That's right. Because number one, Number one, I will say they're not innovative 
as hip-hop. Hip-hop is the most innovative genre. <clears throat> and again, it is still the young. Yes, right. Which is why you're going to see uh, hip-hop um, facilitated, I'll say, event breaking 400,000. And you don't see that in any other genre because most of the other genres are old, uh, older groups. Mm-hmm. An older group of people, I mean. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. Hip-hop is still the youngest of the genres and it's still fueled by young energy. That's a fact. And young people are the ones heavy in the social media. So you're going to see a bigger presence of hip-hop there. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, it is. I mean, so that that right there is definitely one of our hip-hop social media hacks. That's the latest one. Yeah. Uh, we started with what I think the first one was, is MySpace, MySpace. and then we went right to where we are now. Um, but I think we could probably go back to right in the middle because maybe not even the middle. Mm-hmm. But if you if you think the way Takashi Six Nine used the internet is not a hack, oh come on, man! Trolling, trolling, trolling is a hack. Absolutely. You know, so and and these kids are doing it well. Yep. Yeah, from Takashi to now, Young Chop. Young Chop. Yeah, I don't know how well Young Chop gonna go, but uh. But Takashi didn't go well neither, but yeah, yeah, so he did as much. I mean, he got arrested too, but he got out. You know right. what I'm saying? Uh, I'm talking about young Chop, Chop. recently. Yeah, yeah you're talking yeah, about yeah. Chop, yeah. Yeah, but but he did that all in the midst of people were saying you just drop an album, and he did. In yep. the midst of all this, he he dropped an album. Yep. You know what I found out? As I, I wasn't checking it, but every time he did one of those Instagram lives, mm-hmm. he dropped the product, he dropped product. Mm. At least a single. Right. You know what I mean? Every time. So I'm like, okay. So it wasn't just, you know, yeah. looping the fool. Yeah. It was he a knew point what he to was it. Doing, yeah. yeah, he knew what he was doing. I knew he was trolling, but it's like, yo, this dude. But that's just, that's a hack. Mm-hmm. I can't get your attention. Word. Okay. I'm going to get yeah, your attention. Right. That's what I'm saying. I can't get your attention. Well, I'm going to get your attention. Right. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. That's all that is. You know? And that's what the platform is for. Mm-hmm. Attention. And we gonna figure out how to get it. It's hip-hop. So, those were mine that I had. And I think, I think, I think, I think we've made a strong enough argument for tro- for social media. Yeah. Th- th- we've hacked it. Uh, a couple different ways. Um, we hacked it with, uh, like I said, with MySpace and just being able to get that extra code. That's the tr- I think that's the truest sense of the hack that we have here, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then just just social media, using it in a way that wasn't intended. Just, you know, outrage. Outrage advertising is kind of what I like to call it. Yeah. You know what I mean, you get people yeah. upset or get people going one way, then the people that, you know, somebody's going to go listen to what's going on. Right. And, you know, that's what they're doing. So let's move into the second second type, second type of uh, hat. That would be, uh, if I'm understanding you correctly, I would say a hat as a breaking into something, right? Absolutely. You know what I mean? And so what we have seen 
over the evolution of hip-hop and especially where we are at present moment, hip-hop is literally hacked into every other endeavor of life, every other avenue of life. So, so much so that you can't go to any sports arena without hearing the latest uh, trendy hip-hop song. Facts. You know what I mean? I'm at a baseball game at UNC Chapel Hill in the middle of changing endings and timeouts and stuff like that. They're playing Future and 2 Chain song. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So places where hip-hop would not regularly be, it is now everywhere. Yeah, we there. You know what I'm saying? So it's hacked there. It's hacked into fashion industry. You know oh, what I'm saying? Sure. And that's that's a fact. I mean, right now, the lead designer at Louis Vuitton right. doesn't 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 get there without a rapper. Without Kanye, absolutely. Without Kanye. Right. You know, that's insane. Right. If that ain't a hack. Right. You know, we all the way at Louis Vuitton, bro. It's definitely, definitely a hack. And, and of course, they use for every commercial, anytime they want to commercialize on any, on a product and advertise it, they're coming to hip hop. Every time. They're coming to hip hop. And there was a time where that was straight rock. Yeah, and even in and you mentioned this before, and it's uh, and it's totally correct going back to like the Rocky series and stuff like that. But it was a time where it was also rock and roll was um, used for all products, right? Promotion and commercials, and also the main scores in movies. That's a fact. But now, yep. <laughs> now you see uh, a role reversal because you see that. Uh, hip hop is being the dominant. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. You man, look, they remixing all types of hip hop songs for the trailers of these movies nowadays. Yeah, you know, it's straight hip hop, yeah. but that's that's the music of the youth. Right. It's the music of the youth. Now, mm, so fashion. There was a there was Fashion. a little there was a little I think Virgil I think we kind of started backwards. Virgil Abloh being at mm-hmm. at uh Louis Vuitton right. is today's culmination of hip hop having hacked the fashion industry. Absolutely. I think the first inkling of that was Run DMC with the Adidas. Yeah. And how Run DMC really impacted the sales of Adidas. And they really wasn't trying to give us that respect. And they weren't trying to give Run DMC that respect. Right. Right. But eventually they had to and we earned it. True. And then I would say uh, the rappers wearing Dapper Dan. For sure. That I think that would be the next one. The next one after the Adidas. Yep. After yeah. Adidas, I would go Dapper Dan. And after Dapper Dan, I might go Polo. Okay. You know I what I mean? See like that. like yeah. Ralph Lauren Polo, the it, it wasn't what he did, it's what we did. Yeah. It's right. what we did with the brand. Like we took his brand 
and made it something for ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of the first clothing brands that we took and made something for ourselves. You know, Lee and Lee jeans, but we, you know what I'm saying? But like, <laughs> but that, that polo, that, that hit different when that came yeah. through. Polo and Hill figure. Polo and Hill figure. Absolutely. Yep. Polo and Hill figure. Hill figure doesn't rock out without hip hop. Right. Hill figure don't go without hip hop, bro. No. It it doesn't. I don't see it. I don't see how Hill figure goes without hip hop. We carried that to the masses. Right. And and it worked because we carried it right alongside Polo. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. We carried it to the masses and we carried it right alongside Polo. Mm-hmm. And everything. And I mean, look, man, we got it all. We did it. Hip hop, yo. Hip hop is a viable business. Yeah, and it will be that way indefinitely. Yep. And and that's regardless of what it sounds like. Right. In my opinion, you know what I mean? I don't even think mm-hmm. it matters what it, it sounds like. I don't think so either. Not at all. It's such a hat that it doesn't, like, it. it's in there. Once it's in there, it's in there. You're not getting it out. You got to completely ruin the genre. And, mm-hmm. and shit, we ha- we had uh, we had rock music and ended the shit. They yeah. let us they let us hack into rock music and we ended it. Right, it's over for rock. I mean, that's the power of hip hop. Yeah, it's the power of hip hop. It, it's like. Like Malcolm X said, too black, too strong. If you mix anything with hip hop, that shit is going away. Yeah. That's what I mean. If you mix hip hop with some shit, that shit going the fuck away. You don't want it if you mixing it with hip hop. <laughs> yeah. That's the catch. If you mixing that shit with hip hop, you don't want it. Now, what is what is crazy is as hip hop being the hack, how it in- it has incorporated or has the ability to bring in all other genres of music and make it kind of its own. And I, I think that's the only genre of music that can do that, which makes hip hop so universal and so much more universal than other genres of music. Cause if I go to, and I do go because I love classical music. So I go to um, the synth, to the symphony, uh, I'm only going to hear orchestra music. Right. I'm not going to hear any hip, any recognizable hip hop or hip hop at all. I go to or rock pop. And, or pop. I go to rock and roll, real rock and roll concert. I'm going to hear mm-hmm. just rock. I'm not going to hear hip hop. But you go to hip hop, you're going to hear, you're going to probably hear, you can hear every single instrument that you heard at the symphony rearranged yep. in another way in the beat. Yep. And you may hear some percussion from a rock song. 
you may hear the guitars from a rock song. You may hear the guitar songs. You know what I mean? With, you may hear the strings. On the same song with the symphony. Right. That's the, yeah, that's, you're right. You're absolutely right about that. So that's the other beautiful thing about hip-hop is that it, it, it's universal in scope because it incorporates all other genres of music in it and fuses it in a very harmonious way. That, which is why everybody, mm-hmm. I, everyone can find something that they love in hip hop. Some artist, some group that they love. Right. I think what you just explained is the reason that hip hop was so universally loved and hip hop was so, it, you know what I mean? It's so inclusive. Yeah. We don't care where it came from. Mm-hmm. What you see, it doesn't matter. If it's fire, let's use it. Right. If it's fire, let's watch it. If it's fire, let's listen to it. That's all hip hop care about. Other genres had barriers. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That you're absolutely right. And this actually ties into a ghostwriter conversation we had where you was fussing me out in my own home. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> no, but <clears throat> but remember. Because hip hop, like you said, is the only one that didn't have barriers. If you, if it's fire, we can work with it. We're right. gonna use it, yo. So we're using the best of everything, which That's goes right. back to. So it goes back into our conversations that we've had on these podcasts about music as a whole being a collaborative effort. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And we're using the best part to make the best quality of music. Now. Yeah. Um, and we know that's what was done, which is why it's so uh, influential all, o- all over and has happened into every avenue of life. So the whole ghostwriting conversation where we was having a, a good heated discussion. Uh, yeah, but good and heated. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but you was making, a, which was a good point about uh, it, it should be about, you said we would have got more, we would have got better quality music Mm-hmm. If it was more of a collaborative effort, he was like, if there was more ghostwriters, because there was a time where everybody that just loved rap wanted to rap, even though they weren't good. Right. You know what I mean? But if that person that could write was a good writer, but maybe couldn't deliver it, wrote for someone that could deliver it, mm-hmm. right? Or had the energy and the charisma to deliver, we would have got better music. Yeah. At, at certain points of time in hip hop. And so the point, the, you know what I mean? The punchline of the point is that you were trying to get me to see at the time, which I still don't really agree with. We don't really, really agree with 100%. But I do agree with the overall thing, which is music has and should always be a collaborative effort. Mm-hmm. It's okay if that person had to get help with the verse. If it's going to make a better a verse, it's going to make a better overall song. Right. You know what I mean? And this is what, you know, what's the irony of this conversation is that we've hip hop not having barriers is is, is such a paradox because when it came to mm. the writing part, mm-hmm. we didn't want no help. Like, people, That's right. you know what I mean? It, it, ghost writing and hip hop was a stigma, but it wasn't a stigma in other genres of music because all of them were collaborating and writing for each other. and yeah. It didn't matter. So yeah. in that way, the other music, the other genres of music didn't have that barrier. Nope. But hip hop did. But in the inverse of incorporating other musical sounds, we didn't have a problem with that. But the other genres had barriers. You know, you're right. And I think to that point, 
the sample, you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Was our early collaborator. Right. Right. You see, our sample, the sample had helped us write hooks. The sample helped, helped us figure out what the song was going to be about. Yeah. So but we were refusing to collaborate on this verse with another human in this room. You can't help me write this because it's got to be me. Then we were accepting all types of spiritual collaboration, energy collaboration, mm -hmm. uh, sonic collaboration. You know what I'm saying? From places that we didn't know that's what we was doing. But if you think chopping up a soul sample, you didn't collaborate with the people that played that music. Right. You know what I mean? And if I chop and if I chop a sample and, it, and the hook sings something and it references something in your head that makes you write a verse, then I help. You see what I'm saying? That person yeah. that sung that song collaborated with you on that verse. It might right. sound a little fit, funny what I'm saying. Uh, I follow. But yeah, but I mean it. You know what I'm saying? So. But I think you're right. I think they. I think it's 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 crazy. I guess what I'm trying to say is we were able to survive and make the good music that we were able to make because we did have collaborators. They just weren't in the common sense. Yeah. Ha <laughs> ha. Common sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They just weren't. They just weren't in. We had the collaborators. Yeah. We didn't take traditional collaborators. Yeah. True. Even though we probably should have. We do. We did. We just didn't talk about it. We didn't tell nobody. Because mm -hmm. people did it. Obviously. Curtis Blow did it. I know other people did it. Yeah. So, but yeah, man. So, sports, fashion. Oh, I ain't. I, um, sports, bro. I think we need to do a little bit more on that. Yeah. All right. Cause, I mean, the NBA ain't nothing but a bunch of rappers. <laughs> Basically. You feel me? Like, rappers go to the league. Rap or go to the league. It's the same swag. It's the same, the same chains. It's the same everything. Mm -hmm. the, the competitive spirit. Yep. Yep. Yo, and you notice as as time progressed on from let's say, like mid to late nineties up to now, the basketball players paralleled the look. Of rap artists. Oh, yeah. With the hair to the tattoos to the dress to the swag, everything. Yep. And they would they did it so much at one point when Iverson and them boys came through, yeah. they was doing it so hard that the league made them boys start wearing suits. Right, right. <laughs> it was like, yo, y'all are too hip hopped out, yo. Yeah. Y'all got to cut this shit out. And they made the boys wear suits. But that's over. Right. And, and when you think about it, all of your, well, I won't, not all. But a lot of your um, great players all rhymed and tried to do or did, you know, put out music. Shaq, a lot of Kobe, AI, yeah, yeah, like, and, and Dame Lillard, ones. yeah, Dame Lillard. Uh, it's a lot, really. Yeah, 
the dude he he was battling. What's the dude he was battling? Oh, I forgot his name. He, yeah. he washed old boy RJ. Yeah, was it RJ Barrett that he washed from Duke? I think he washed RJ Barrett from Duke, man. It, it might have been. Nah, it wasn't RJ Barrett. It was somebody it was the year before that. The year before that, if I'm not mistaken. But he washed. He him. washed them though for sure. Yeah, definitely washed them. That's amazing that we sit here talking about basketball players washing each other with verses. Exactly. That's how you know we done hacked into it. Yep. And to the point where Dame Lillard said Lil Wayne been on every single one of his albums. Now that's freezing. As a feature. Lil Wayne is featured on every single <laughs> Dame Lillard album, bro. Crazy. He's a rapper for real. Yeah, like a real rapper. So yeah, hip hop is the ultimate hack, man. The old we hacksaw Jim Duggan out here. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. They don't know <laughs> nothing about that. Nah, they don't know nothing about hacksaw Jim Duggan, son. They'll learn today. Yeah. Google it. Yeah, he don't play around. And At coming all. with that two by four in the ring. Believe that. <laughs> bank on that. <laughs> he could always take that all the way to the bank. <laughs> he gonna have that with him. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah. But yeah, man. What do you okay, predictions? What is hip hop hack next? Mm. We in sports, we in fashion. Uh we done we really kind of hack politics. We didn't really talk about it, but yeah, it did. But but so but I'ma just say this and I feel like it'll sum it up. Jay-Z said small a small a small reason why the president was black. Right. Facts. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. That right there do it. Yeah. Yeah, we we had a black president. That right there tell you we had <laughs> yeah. politics. <laughs> That's enough. That's enough, right? And there. the fact that that, that whole oof was on the line with him. Mm-hmm. Helping. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um next, because it seemed like it's everywhere. So yeah, it seems Ooh. as if it's already everywhere. Right. Um, yeah, I can't think uh, of what else. What else it could really have? One one place it hasn't it it has, but it hasn't. And mm-hmm. I'll explain what I mean after I say what uh prediction. Education. Okay. Education okay. institution. Because they okay. do have classes like Ninth Wonder has a class. Right. He was teaching it, uh uh Central. They're yeah. different, like with Lupe with his with his, the thing that he started. Um dang, I forget the name of it right now for some reason. It eludes me. But anyway, he uh, went to Sosa. Sosa, right? His program Sosa. But he said that to, to put together the curriculum for his program, he went to Harvard, Yale, all the Ivy League schools and spoke with the music professors. There and part of their curriculum, those the professors of music there, they had hip hop as part of their curriculum. So it mm-hmm. is there, but it's not, it's not, it hasn't completely hacked into until you know how when you go to middle school, high school, you got to take PE, you got to take electives to right. where hip hop becomes one of those right. staple courses that is mandatory to take. It's almost like black history, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, hip hop is almost like African American history to a point. Yeah, P- yeah. I'm and, with and, you. I'm right. With and you. then on a higher level, people should be able to get like like 
degrees, at least like minor degrees in hip hop. Sure. Okay, you know what I'm saying I think I'm I'm not even gonna add to that. I'm gonna go with what you said. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It should be. It and should and be I think education. it'll move there. Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah, I mean, because you know, uh, knife is taught at. Central, I think he's taught at Harvard. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he was in Virginia for a little while, uh, going back and forth teaching. So he's he he's definitely he'll be one of the pioneers. Yeah, uh, of that of of hip hop hacking into the educational system. I think Ninth will be one of the pioneers, and that's dope. Actually, you know that he'll be one of those. But I agree, man. I think education is the next space. I think yeah. education is the next space. And, and it makes sense because even when you think about uh, what, what you're spearheading and those of us that is a part of it uh, or helping with, but no Fridays for music. That's, True indeed. That's what it is. True indeed. It, it absolutely is. It's using hip hop as the foundation for, for education. Right. And better citizenship. Yep. So you're right. And I was thinking it. When you said it, I was thinking no Fridays for music. You know what <laughs> I mean? Uh, you're right, though. I, I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, that's and that, I think that's gonna programs like that will help move hip hop into a more uh, educational field, yeah. starting early. And, and and I think it'll teach people how they. You hear parents say your whole life, if you would study, if you if you knew your work as good as you knew that damn song. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they don't understand that there's a difference between work and the song. Yes. But if you can remove the difference between work and the song, mm-hmm. then you got them. And that's all hip hop is there for. It, it, that's all you mean, you know, not all is there for, but it could definitely be a major function of hip hop if used correctly. Yeah. You know, for sure. You just can't make it whack. Can't make it whack. Doesn't matter how good the message is. If it's whack, no, but we don't want to hear it. We don't want to hear it. We don't want to hear that whack no more. Right. Even, yeah, talking about even, that, even as an adult. Right. If it's educational and it's whack, I don't want to hear it. Right. Public enemy only worked because it was hot. Right. You know? But man, yeah, this is a good one, man. You think we did enough on this? Yeah, I think we I think we got it covered and made a good argument for hip hop as a hack. For sure. I think so, man. I think so. I can't think of nothing else I want to say to drive the point home. I think we did I think we did enough. All right. All right. Well, shoot. If that's the case, I'm gonna go ahead and ask y'all to follow us at Conversate for a Few on Facebook and Instagram. And then go to your favorite DSP. I don't care whether it's Spotify. I don't care whether it's Apple Music um, or Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, um, Anchor. Just make sure you follow and subscribe to Conversate for a Few Hip Hop Podcasts. Um, share the show with your friends because that's the only way they're going to know that we're here is if you let them know. Um, please leave us a comment and let us know what you think about hip hop as a hack or any of the episodes that you've listened to. <clears throat> uh rate the show give us five stars five mic five bars whatever you like long as they hours um be generous please uh talk to me nice how about that yeah <laughs> yeah we talk to me nice uh, 
And please stay tuned for the limited edition Futane Clan merch. We promise it's coming as soon as we get rid of this Rona. Mm. We out here in these streets. But um, and when, when the merch come, it will have empty cassettes, be it a Sony, a TDK, a Maxell, Memorex. Uh, Memorex, don't matter. It's gonna be empty. Uh, and with that being said, yo, I'm Jonna. I'm Alan. This was not a podcast about classical music. Absolutely was not. This was a podcast about hip hop. Make room for the tag. Conversate for a few. Conversate for a few. Hustle, welcome, man, they had to send me Hustle from Raleigh, live from NC With your hosts, John and Allen Relate to the two, you are now listening to Conversate for a few Check it on SoundCloud, debate with your crew They talking hip-hop from the late to the new From July till June end, no Fridays for me Tune in, please listen to this podcast Please listen to this podcast Please listen to this podcast. 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 Conversate for a few. Conversate for a few.